Radio, follow the sound. Hello, everyone. You are tuned in to He Says, She Says, where we talk about everything he, she, or they say here at Magis Radio. My name is Anna, and I'm here with my fellow co-hosts. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Roby. And hi, it's Moira. All right, stay with us as we talk about inclusivity, from the use of proper pronouns, new releases, and an inclusive holiday spirit. Yes, but first up, guys, we're going back two elementary days and we're gonna learn about pronouns before we go into that uh what do you guys um identify as um for your gender pronouns because personally mine is she her uh i agree i'm also a she her anna mm-hmm. same i am also a she her as well love that all right yeah so gender pronouns are uh this is really a topic that i feel has been making its rounds on social media and something that we should be talking about very importantly so a gender neutral or gender inclusive pronoun is a pronoun which does not associate a gender with the individual who is being discussed actually yeah because I, I think what we're used to because it's like before is you know like what we're taught that in school it's very binary in that it's he or she and that's you know that's it talaga but now we have to be a bit more sensitive because some people like don't ha- their gender identity is not encompassed by either he or she and that's completely okay so you know it's 2020 it's time that we adjust to these people and like what they're comfortable mm-hmm. with so yeah so um in order to affirm each person's gender identity, life, and experience, it's very important that we ask and check in with others about their pronouns. And this is something that does not cost anything at all. It doesn't take much time to be respectful towards other people and to affirm who they identify as and this simple effort can definitely make a profound difference in a person's experience of safety respect and support and i think that that's definitely something that we should all be exercising right now instead of um simply assuming things right what do you guys think definitely and i think that's so important nowadays that more people are more comfortable with coming out and kind of being in their own skin um and even some people they they're non-binary and we have conventional pro um, pronouns that have a, an effect in assigning them a binary identity. It's, like I said a while ago, like these people, we shouldn't have to box them into he or she. And that's where um, gender neutral pronouns kind of come in. And the most common one is they, them. Like, especially recently that people have been like, um, I don't know, with have you guys also noticed that like on Twitter and stuff, people put their pronouns not in their bios? Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where it's you know, very common to see like they, them, like they prefer yeah. to be called they, them. And it's also possible and it's not just, you know, they, them. It could be she, them as well. Like it's not limited to that. So like people will argue that it's grammatically incorrect because the they isn't a singular pronoun. But I feel like at this point, you know, is grammar really the concern? Because <laughs> if this is what people are, um, this is what they're comfortable with and this is their, you know, their life expression, then it's about time that we respect that. So what do you guys think about that one? Yeah, I think grammar, as important grammar is, um, that's not really the main concern. If you're, it's like grammar or human rights. Oh, which one do I choose? Yeah. <laughs> like that exactly. shouldn't be the case. So I think um, it's time mm. that they, them, there is, um, you know, should be grammatically correct and in like a singular pronoun. Yeah, that's true. And 
if people have the time to learn about grammar, then for sure they will have the time to learn about all of these pronouns, you know, because um, I definitely do understand that learning about all of these gender pronouns takes, you have to set aside time to actually learn about them because uh, you have to learn how they're properly used in order to correctly affirm other people's identity and so it's really basic human decency to learn about all of these things like anna said like it's difficult because again this was drilled into us at school so basically having to learn about these pronouns again it's kind of relearning like going back and unlearning what we've always traditionally known about he and she and having to kind of relearn that so it will another it's something that does take time but um it's the least we can do right for ano, to be compassionate towards people and stuff so yeah mm-hmm. apparently though um it's been around since the 14th century they're called neo pronouns and um actually this is the first time i've heard neo pronouns but they're pronouns outside he she and they're not mostly used today for example um i don't know if you guys have you guys been seeing like emails that aren't addressed to mr or miss anymore like it's mx i think it's pronounced is it mix oh no i haven't mm. those are a thing me i me neither yeah yeah that's really cool because especially i guess in emails because you know again you're not sure who you're addressing and what their um, preferred gender identity is there's it's good now there's stuff like that na um you know it's good for everyone but Okay lang sana. I mean, okay sana if this was introduced into mainstream. Because mm-hmm. like, you could put mm. mix, but if they don't know what you're talking about, it's like, yeah. they're just gonna be like, oh, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so again, something that we have to keep, you know, relearning and making an effort to really learn about. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think bouncing off from that, we relearn because um, we're respecting the people who go with these pronouns. And that's something that's so important, of course, supporting them and understanding that pronouns beyond the the two options of she, um, him, he, her, it creates a space for these experiences to be valid. And um, it kind of validates their identity, their gender, and what they identify as. So while using pronouns, you know, it's an autopilot for us. And it's... um, it's not really our intent if we miss um, call someone with another pronoun that they're not used to. Um, I think it's best uh, to handle situations like these just to be sure you have to ask. Um, if you're unsure of a person's pronoun, of course, you have to ask, of course, not to be rude and to address them properly. Right. Yeah. Not, like, I know because some people, when we talk about this stuff, like some people will say that they like they don't know how to ask because it's, it's rude now or something. But mm-hmm. really, it's... I think it would be ruder to keep going and just keep assuming that, oh, mm. they, they identify as a she or a he. Like, I feel like that would yeah. be more harmful than simple, simply asking a question. But, you know, actually, like, kind of unrelated. But um, I think you can see that this is starting to, like, slowly seep into the mainstream in a good way. Because you guys know how, ano, on Canvas, mm-hmm. <laughs> we probably don't want to talk about ads yes, right now. I was now. supposed <laughs> to say that earlier. I noticed that as well, that they have the option for you to put your pronouns, which is really cool. I commend the Canvas creators. While I hate ACADs, that's a good good job, guys. That's true. Making that something that's normal is, I think, definitely something that we should all, like, not antagonizing it. Like, talking about it as if it was any other normal experience that you talk about is, I think, a very important thing. Yeah, because it's a normal human experience. Yeah, bouncing off from kind of respecting someone's 
pronoun. I do have some news. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Elliot Page, if you guys don't know him, he was famous in Juno, and I think he's in the Umbrella Academy now. He came out as yes. transgender through a letter that he wrote, which was posted on social media. What are your guys' thoughts? It was super cool when it, when it came out. I think it was a nice... There was a lot of... Um, friction I feel on the internet there was there was a side of people who were super accepting and super excited about it and there were people who were a little bit confused about how to take um, that news which I think was an interesting kind of show of what you know our social media landscape is like True. right now stuff like yeah. this I feel like with this issue it came off as like it's super polarizing but I feel like oh my god why <laughs> Like, personally, it's just very frustrating because this stuff yeah. isn't supposed to be, you know, polarizing. I understand, again, um, it's a relearning and that's bound to be hard. But, you know, choosing compassion is always, I think, the best choice talaga. Even though Elliot, like Elliot Page specifically, even though he's non-binary, um, he still, like, you know, expressed that he's going to use he. So, you know, just respect those people's mm-hmm. choices at the end of the day. Definitely. As what you mentioned earlier, I think he goes by he, they. Which just shows that you're not limited to like a certain box. Yeah, yeah, right. Because again, I know people who have been like, she, they. And that's, you know, it's not supposed to be weird. That's just how, how they are. And I think, yeah, that's just a little um, news. I think um, now it's, I find it great that he was finally able to kind of accept who he is and kind of share that with the world. So a little something for 2020 before the year ends, I guess. With all of the bad things going on in 2020, you know, at least there's this stuff to be more open about it. But, you know, you know, in connection with mainstream media and stuff, do you guys watch RuPaul's Drag Race? I did. I watched... <laughs> the thing is, I watched one season, which was season nine, and I fell in love with it. It was so good. And then I just... That was the only season that I watched. I unfortunately have not. And that is definitely something that I will get to during this break <laughs> you have to you have to because okay personally i haven't seen everything but i'm a huge fan of drag race i've only i think i've watched around five or six seasons total some of them from all-star and some of them from the regular uh rupaul seasons sorry for context all-star is the people who were doing really well in the regular seasons they go to all-stars and then they compete against other people who are all-stars anyway <laughs> yeah so um that's kind of an issue then in the drag race world. It came out recently that he's not super um, accepting of trans women joining um, drag race. Because I think the statement that he said in an interview was that you can identify as a woman and say you're transitioning, but it changes once you start changing your body. A lot of people got angry with this. <laughs> because it's RuPaul's Drag Race. The gays. This is for the gays. The show is for the gays. And like, can you imagine being trans and like watching RuPaul say this like a very iconic gay person and they're gonna say that trans are not you know super gonna be accepted on drag race so that's a big thing what do you guys think about that uh I think RuPaul as a show it's such an iconic show because it empowers so many people to kind of see that uh these um trans or like even if they're not transgender but they can go to the show and just express their craft and it's such a good way. It's so in, I I believe that to be so inclusive. But I actually didn't hear about this statement until you mentioned it. Yeah, that's true. I think that with a platform as big as RuPaul has, I think um, a little bit a little bit more caution could have been 
siguro exercised in talking about this because a lot of people are like like Roby said a lot of people look up or not really look up but like uh, look to this show for empowerment and for inspiration and uh, for the creator of the show the host of the show to uh, come out and say something like this it I can I can't even imagine how confusing that must be for a lot of people um who probably who probably take uh RuPaul's word as you know like who take who take his word seriously so yeah yeah it's just a bit harmful I guess for for this to have come out like that I think what you mentioned like a bit more compassion towards the audience it could go a long way that's the thing it's not a big thing but it's an important thing and that's I know it's very significant to those people who are watching especially not since because of this huge platform but you know actually speaking of media on huge platforms something that is a win for the gay community are like new releases have you guys seen Adventure Time Distant Lands? Anna, have you? I would love to. I know that it's on HBO Go. So maybe, again, because it is kind of finals week for us here, maybe I'll look into that during the break. But um, so yeah, just a few details about um, Adventure Time Distant Lands, if you guys haven't heard of it. Uh, it's a sequel series to the show Adventure Time, if you're familiar with it. It's very famous um, on social media. And I think it's a great show. It's The, the animation is, is adorable. It's amazing. That's true. The second episode is titled Obsidian, and it stars Marceline and Princess Bubblegum, who were confirmed uh, to have dated in the last episode Ooh. of Adventure Time. Isn't that so cool? What do you guys think about that? Well, I've never watched Adventure Time. I'm so sorry. Don't talk for me. Ever? No, I kind of like, I've seen snippets, but not really like a full episode. I'm sorry. You have to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. But you know, this is for people who have watched Adventure Time before. This is kind of huge. Mm-hmm. explain yeah i would love i would love to be educated <laughs> on this Please yeah because it's another like because right the characters who came out as um as actually dating two girls were marceline oh. and princess bubblegum oh love that for the gays honey love that for the gays in the course of the adventure time series like princess bubblegum has always been like shipped with the main character finn who's a guy Okay, so yeah, this I know is this. huge for people who are watching because it's like, oh my god, this whole time we were led to believe that, you know, they have a thing. But actually, she has been dating Marceline, the vampire queen. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so great as well for um, a platform like Cartoon Network, um, who has been fairly inclusive, um, especially like during the course of this year where so many... Um, movements have come out like the Black Lives Matter movement um, they released a few commercials in support of that as well so um, yeah good job Cartoon, ne- Cartoon Network and I think that it's very important as well um, especially since Adventure Time is branded as a kid show and for that to make it and for this um, for this news uh, to make its way into the mainstream and to make its way to children who might be learning about all of these experiences for as the first it should time. yeah and as it's it so should. important right yeah because like media as we you guys have you guys probably know it's such a powerful tool for de- for like defining the way that people think and um as consumers i think it's definitely important for us to be critical of a lot of these things and for um platforms like cartoon network to be delivering you know like i think isn't that isn't that such a great that's such a great step forward for all animation i feel definitely i think it's kind of alarming that 
it's only happening now because it mm. should be this should have been done way before but i am happy that it is happening and that we are educating these kids that there's just there are more genders than being yeah, straight yes. exactly i love that in case you guys didn't catch it roby and nr communication major yes <laughs> movies are their thing <laughs> Yeah, so actually, speaking of movies, like movie, movie, more than just series, recently, I watched a movie. It's called Brown. Have you guys seen, like, a trailer or anything about mm-hmm. this? Is that the old movie? <laughs> no, 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 it's a I new think, one from Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the one yeah. Meryl Streep, right? Meryl Streep, yeah. yeah. Oh. Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, and James Corden. <gasps> no, I have James not Gordon watched it. Yeah. Yeah, so basically with uh, no, the background of this movie is it's an all-star cast and it's about a high school student who wants to take her girlfriend to prom. Like what happened in the plot is the parent-teacher alliance um, canceled prom because she wanted to bring her girlfriend to it. And apparently they were saying, this is dangerous. Like it's a dangerous notion to be spreading to these other students. Like it's not safe. That's what they were saying. Like, it's not Wait, safe they were to have saying it's not a prom safe. with girlfriends. Yeah. It's not to safe. have a prom with girlfriends. Safe. It's not straight. Did you guys get safe. that? Did you guys get that? I hate you. <laughs> Love I that. A communication you. major. But yeah, apparently it's been like a really old rule that um it's not uncommon, especially here in the Philippines, I'm sure. Like it's a rule that Lagana students aren't allowed to have like to go to prom or stuff with same sex at birth um partners, but really it's unfair and it's outright homophobic. Like it's not just it's not just being like kind of you know inconsiderate it's being rude that's disrespectful and you know it's you're basically saying you can't go to this because you're not normal like all these other kids and i hate that what do you guys think about that that goes with what i mentioned earlier it's you're not uh you're invalidating what they are as a person yeah and it just kind of sucks that that's still happening I mean, it's yeah. the 21st century. This shouldn't be happening at all. But mm-hmm. the fact that it is, it's alarming and it it sucks. That's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, and for prom to be such a... Isn't that something that you kind of look forward to when you're when you're younger? And for you to be barred from that, I feel it's such a... It's such a bad... It's such a... Yeah, it's a very... It's a thing that shouldn't be happening at all. And I think um, what Moy mentioned a while ago, it's so important now to kind of have these mediums and platforms to educate people on like new genders that are coming out and people are being more comfortable with their skin um so jumping to that have you this is um you'll get the connection but have you guys heard of the game cyberpunk 2077 yes i have Hmm, i have not well if you guys actually don't know um cyberpunk it's a sci-fi first person shooter action video game that came out so it sets around 2077 it's it's a fictional night city in california so it has a dystopian future feel and it's filled with like men and technology and like robots it's a really cool game um you play sv and the, the video game coming out it was such a huge news for everyone because they've been waiting waiting for it since 2015 so i think Right now, it's kind of really trending, and it's a big deal. Um, yeah, let me know. Do you guys have thoughts on the video game, or have you heard of it? I think that it's super future, or at least what I've seen of it. I've seen the trailer, the game trailer, and it's super futuristic. And um, like 
if you guys have seen Ready Player One, it reminds me a lot of that. Mm. So I guess if you're oh. a fan of that, if you're a fan of that movie, then you would probably enjoy this game. But I think what's even more interesting and what I'd love to know more about it is how it deals with like, you know, like the humanity part of being in that futuristic world and like how topics like what we're talking about right now, like gender and um, identity, how they play into being V in 2077. So what do you say? What do you what do you guys have to say about that? Twenty seventy seven. That's very very futuristic. You know, at this point, if it's twenty seventy seven, I really think that at like you know, um, all of this stuff that we're talking about is normal now, and it doesn't have to be talked about anymore. Like, oh my gosh, this show they're gay. Like, <laughs> if it's twenty seventy seven, I really hope that's normal now by then. I know I haven't really played. I don't play a lot of video games. So Roby, take it away. <laughs> what the video game does right is that it allows the the player to kind of make their own character and it's not specific on like being a guy or being a girl so it has um the video game shows um queer relationships or and it's just you know it's kind of a little um thing that they put into the video game to make it more uh inclusive to everyone who kind of resonates with being gay or being part of um the LGBTQ community yeah, and I think that's such an important thing to put in a role-playing game, especially because um, in the history of role-playing games, you can there um, whether it's Sims or uh, something like uh, Skyrim, for example, uh, you play a character, um, and sometimes some people like to make that character reflect a reflection of themselves, and so when these character choices don't reflect their identity, then that definitely becomes like that affects the experience of. The player and I think like you know when where people really love to um, look to games to kind of escape and to um, play someone else or play themselves in a different world I think um, it's it's great I think that this is something that is happening within the gaming community definitely and I think um, it just goes to show that cyberpunk it is going in the right direction while it has a few mishaps um, it is kind of educating people on um, the pronouns and all that. So do share us your thoughts on what you guys think of the topics that we did mention, pronouns, new releases, and of course, with the media we consume. Following the topic of media, let's talk about Christmas movies. <laughs> it's kind of a, a big jump, but I feel like this is something that we definitely have to talk about with Christmas being next week. So. Yes! Yeah, that's amazing, right? So um, I'm sure you guys have heard of holiday classics like Home Alone, Love yes. Actually, or The Night Before Christmas. Do you think that there are too many Christmas no. movies? <laughs> never. No. Yeah, exactly. There can I, never be a too many Christmas movies. Exactly. Come for me, whoever says that. That's true. I, yeah, there's not enough Christmas movies. Yeah, We should just exactly. make more. We should just make Christmas movies forever. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of starting to think that Vanessa Ann Hudgens is like taking it upon herself to make as many Christmas movies as possible. Yes, and as many copies of her uh, there could possibly be. <laughs> not one, not two, but three. Next year, apat na sila sa Princess Switch. Have you guys seen Princess Switch, actually? Yes, I've I have. I've seen the first one. Yeah. I have. I did watch the first movie, and I recently watched the comment a commentary of my favorite YouTuber for the second one, which was absolutely hilarious it was so funny <laughs> that's amazing definitely something to look into if you guys are looking for any 
Christmas movies to watch um, over the break. So yeah, um, if you guys are familiar with, so yeah, Netflix has been coming out with a lot of these Christmas movies, but the OG uh, platform, I feel, um, media conglomerate that has been putting out a lot of Christmas movies ha- has always been Hallmark. Like Hallmark Christmas movies have are so culturally important, like I feel. Um, yeah, like have you guys... Um, you don't have to name any of them, but have you guys seen or um, how do you feel about the Hallmark Christmas movies? Uh, I think they're great. I think um, it, it's kind of a good way to make movies and just get them out. And Yeah, it is. Actually, message. I feel like the thing with Hallmark Christmas movies yeah. is it's very comforting in that, you know, we all know that these stories are more or less going to have the same plot. But it's very enjoyable, but in, I think because they have the same plot, like it's very comfortable. You know where it's going, and you know it's purely for feel good purposes. So I think that's why, again, they're all the same thing. It's, you know, still more Christmas movies for me, please. <laughs> Definitely. And I think, um, I don't know if you guys heard of this, um, but there is a new film coming out. It's a lesbian Christmas rom com, which features Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. And it's a lesbian couple love story, which I'm mm-hmm. definitely excited to watch. Yeah. And I think that it's a great step towards, uh, like, just Christmas movies in general. Because I feel like everybody should um, be seen to yes. be enjoying exactly. the holiday spirit, right? Nobody should be barred from that. Definitely. And I think um, what it just shows is that while we did mention there should be a lot more Christmas movies, I think... Um, more than that there should be a lot more inclusive christmas movies since you know these movies are made to be like feel good heartwarming and you're not really you're not supposed to be sad when you're watching a christmas movie and i think that should be definitely that should definitely be in the works just having more um inclusive maybe lgbt more lgbt christmas movies um yeah so actually i really really love what we were talking about today, because like you know, from what we talked about from pronouns to um, uh, the kind of more mainstream media things, like in games and now in Christmas movies, it's really great that media is becoming more woke, quote unquote woke in terms of you know um, the LGBT. So that's really great, and I really love that. That's true, and I think it kind of just goes to show that um, we can utilize a lot more platforms for these messages to come across to educate the younger youth of today um, through uh, comics and all of that. So I think with that, we did discuss a lot of things today. And I think some major takeaways from the three topics that we have was first up, um, of course, with pronouns, it comes down to just being respectful, accepting people for who they are and just keeping your mind open and not invalidating anyone with what they identify as. Of course, and we also meant we also tackled um, media and how it's now being more open to the LGBT community with um, Adventure Time and the Christmas movies that we did mention. Um, and I think um, all in all, it just shows that everyone deserves to be properly represented and understood, no matter what channel, um, cartoons, movies, video games, even. Um, and it just, you know... Uh, it's good to have these LGBTQ representation in films because it does make it ha- makes it makes us happy and that's just the best thing about it. And especially during this time of the year, whether you celebrate Christmas or whatever whatever you're celebrating during this time of the year, it's really just a nice 
um, it's just a time for love and for um, and to be grateful for all the things that have been happening. So, yeah. I think with that, um, those are the things that we have for you. And he says, as she says, don't forget to keep it magic follow the sound. It has been Roby and Anna and Moira. See you guys next week on Pop Asia. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Bye. He Says, She Says is a production of Magis Radio, written by Gabby Belmonte, Natalie Gavino, Liam Lau, and Althea Veloso, edited by Wira Dosado. We'll be back with a new episode of Pop Asia on Friday.